Our anything. Let them be bound. I bind them now. I destroy them now. But the blood of Jesus, 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 Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Fire, Fire, Fire. I command them to the abyss. I command them to the abyss. Say, God Almighty, you are holy. God Almighty, you are holy. You are wonderful. You are wonderful. You are glorious. You are glorious. I worship you. I worship you. I adore you. I adore you. I love you so much. I love you so much. You are God of Abraham. You are God of Abraham. God of Isaac. God of Isaac. God of Jacob. God of Jacob. I worship you. I worship you. Say Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. <laughs> you, are my Lord. you are my Savior. You are my Savior. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Bless, Bless me today. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. You are the Alpha. You are, you the, are Alpha. the Alpha. The Omega. The Omega. The King of Kings. The King, the King of, of Kings. The Lords of Lords. The Lords the Lord of Lords. Wonderful. 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 Counselor. Mighty God. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Say wonderful Holy Ghost. Wonderful Holy Ghost. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. I open my heart. I open my heart. I open my spirit. 
I open my spirit. Teach me your word. Teach me your word. Reveal to me. Reveal to me. You are divine revelations. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says that where two or three comes together in my name, there I am in their midst. Also tonight, Jesus Christ is here, the Holy Ghost is here, God Almighty is here. We are in the presence of God. And we will have a privilege to sing unto God tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let us get ready to sing unto God tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody just stand right now, everybody. We just want you to know. Oh, yeah.
Also tonight we'll have a privilege to go through the word of God, to listen to the word of God and the word of testimony together tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our testimony reads as follows. Throat healed after prayer. There is a man who called for prayer suffering from a sore throat. He said this thing started one day when he was sitting by himself, where he heard a voice telling him that his throat would be blocked. His throat then started to be sore, and he was unable to swallow when he ate food. The man of God prayed for him over the phone, and the power of God touched him. He began to cough and release mucus as the man of God prayed for him. The man of God instructed him to eat and swallow after prayer. As he ate the food as instructed, he testified that he could swallow the food without feeling any pain. He is healed. Glory to God. In Jesus' name, amen. Our announcements are as follows. Every morning at 7 a.m. we have our morning prayer, followed by our midday service at 5 to 12. Then we have our evening service, which starts at half past six every night. Our midnight prayer starts at 5 to 12. And we also have our weekly prayer and fasting, which is on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. The details of the fasting are shared on our different WhatsApp groups. Amen. And to those who want to partake in the blessings of the Lord through tithes and offerings, the banking details are shared on our different WhatsApp groups, on our messenger groups, as well as on our different Facebook platforms. Amen. We will get the word of God tonight from the book of Colossians, chapter 1, from verse 25, NIV. Colossians 1, from verse 25, reads as follows. I have become 
eight seven by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness. The mystery that has kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Also tonight we'll be going straight to the word of God. Believing the word of God to be proclaimed with power of the Holy Spirit. Power to heal. Power to bless. Power to protect in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let us go straight to the book of um, uh, Colossians chapter 1 from verse number 26 and verse number 27. Going down once, the Bible reads as follows. The Bible says that um, Uh, the, the, the mystery that have been kept hidden for ages and generations, but uh, is now disclosed to Lord's people. The Bible says that there is a mystery that have been kept hidden for ages and generations, but it has now disclosed to the Lord's people. First of all, when he's talking about uh, a mystery, a mystery is talking about certain knowledge, certain revelations. This knowledge and revelation is a revelation and knowledge that one cannot just apprehend by their own ability, but one can only be able to apprehend it as God chooses to reveal it, then that's what we call a mystery, even if you try to apprehend it by your own ability, by your own mind. Many who try to understand the things of God by their own ability, by their own mind, they can comprehend it. That's why that the Bible says that the mystery that have been kept hidden for ages and generations. The Bible says there is a mystery that have been kept hidden 
for ages and generations. There are certain information that have been kept hidden for ages and generations. Not that uh, in ages and generations there were no people who were wise. There were people who were wise. There were people who were regarded as intelligent. But even though they were wise and intelligent in regard according to the man's standard, according to the under man's uh, uh, standard, they could not apprehend. They could not get access to this information that God have kept hidden for ages. They could not understand it. They could not apprehend it. They could not access this kind of information. As God kept it hidden, the Bible says, God has kept this information heading for such a time as this. For such a time as Apostle Paul was talking about. Was talking. The time when Jesus Christ have come then he begin to reveal certain information, certain revelation that the Bible says that this mystery have been kept hidden for ages and generations. Ages and generations. And the Bible says that, um, but now is disclosed to the Lord's people. Because I want to tell you that, you know, when we talk about the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, we, we talk about the time which you can even describe as it was before Christ. It was before Jesus Christ came. That is the Old Testament. And um, in the Old Testament, nobody could be born again. Nobody could be saved. Nobody could be the child of God. Nobody, that uh, there was no one who the Holy Spirit can come and dwell upon that person in the Old Testament. The first person who the Bible talks about, the Holy Spirit came and dwell and sit upon in a special way is Jesus Christ. The Bible says that, you know, in such a way that um, when Jesus Christ was being introduced, the Bible said that God said to, to John, God said to John, John who was John the Baptist, you will see a sign, begin to baptize, baptize people with water. But as you're baptizing, as you're baptizing, one day there will be a man, this man, as you're baptizing people with water, this person, the Holy Spirit will come and dwell upon when this person, the Holy Spirit, have come and dwell upon, know that that person is not an ordinary person. That person is the, is, the, is the Messiah, is the Son of God. And the Bible says that John was baptizing every day, waiting for that day. And the Bible says that as he was baptizing one day, as he was baptizing Jesus Christ, as he baptized Jesus, he wanted to baptize Jesus. The Bible says that as he baptized Jesus, the heaven opened. Papa God spoke in heaven and said that this is my son whom I love. 
as that happened, the Holy Spirit came like a dove and it dwelt upon, among, upon Jesus. And the Holy Spirit remained. What God have promised before that a someone who the Holy Spirit will come in a special way. Actually, it happened. The Holy Spirit came and dwelt upon Jesus Christ. The first person who dwelt upon Jesus in a special way. Not only that, the Bible says that, you know, one day John was baptizing. As John was baptizing, he began to speak, being inspired of the Holy Spirit. As you are speaking, being inspired of the Holy Spirit, John says that I baptize you with water. But after me cometh someone, someone is coming whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. And this person is going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. That means when the Holy Spirit comes and dwells upon Jesus, because John was a baptizer, baptizer of water. But Jesus was going to be the baptizer, the baptizer of the Holy Spirit because, okay, he was born of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, when he was baptized, he came in a special way and he dwelt in him like in no other. Then he had ability to be the baptizer of the Holy Spirit and with fire. Then you see now, then we see the Holy Spirit coming uh, upon Jesus in a special way. And this Jesus was the baptizer of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. In the New Testament, you know, he's the baptizer of the, of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the Bible says that in the Old Testament, there was a person called an old Adam, the former Adam, the first Adam, in which when God wanted to create a human being, the Bible says that God created a man in his own image as Adam. Creating Adam knowing that out of Adam the whole world is going to be filled with people. When he have created Adam and Eve, and in which it has become so, that's why the whole world is full of human beings. But in the New Testament, there was a second, the Bible called him a second Adam, whom he is a life-giving spirit. He is a baptizer in the New Testament. He is a life-giving spirit. He baptized people in the spirit. He makes people to be alive in the spirit. Who? Jesus Christ. Is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and with fire. In the Old Testament, before Jesus Christ came, if you talk about the time of John, there was a man by the name of John. This man's name, by the name of John, he used to stand in the river Jordan and he will baptize people in water. But in the New Testament, in Christ, there is a man, Jesus, which the Bible call him the Son of Man. The man Jesus is standing in the river of fire. He stands in the river of fire. As he stands in the river of fire of the Holy Ghost and fire, when people are born again, he baptizes them in the spirit. They become spiritually alive. 
and he baptized people with the Holy Ghost and fire. He is the owner of the of the Holy Spirit. Is also called the Spirit of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is he is the Holy Spirit. Is the he is the he is the Holy Spirit of Jesus. The Spirit of Jesus. Then Jesus baptized people in the Spirit of his Father in the Holy Ghost and with fire. Then in the New Testament, Jesus turned in the river of the Holy Ghost and he. Uh, the, he's the anointer. He's the one who anoints. He is the one who fills people in the Holy Spirit. And with what? And with fire. Hallelujah. Amen. Say fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fire. Fire. I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I'm enjoying the word of God. Then when people are baptized in the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Ghost, they also receive the ability of the Spirit. The ability of the Spirit. I want to tell you this. I want you to remind you that the Holy Spirit is not it. The Holy Spirit is the person. Some people, they think the Holy Spirit is it. The Holy Spirit is not it. The Holy Spirit is a person. That's why Jesus Christ in the book of John chapter 14, the Bible says that he refer, Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as him, as a person, not as it. Let us pass through there, John chapter 14. The Bible reads as follows. John chapter 14. The Bible says that um, let us read from verse number 16 and verse number 17. And um, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and will be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. This is Jesus Christ talking about the Holy Ghost, about the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that the, the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him not cannot accept it the the breath the air is called it but a person he calls it was a person he calls it him him because the it neither sees him nor knows him but the bible said that but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you because it's the spirit of Jesus so that he lives with you, referring to Jesus. Jesus lived with them, so that, but will be in you when they've received Jesus. When Jesus Christ has baptized them with the Holy Spirit, Jesus will be in them. In them. When you are born again, Jesus is in you. He's in your heart. He's not on you. He's in you through the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
Amen. When Jesus the baptizer baptizes you in the river of the whole, the river of the Holy Ghost, and in the fire of this person of the Holy Ghost, we receive also supernatural abilities, which are the abilities of the Holy Ghost. These are not ordinary abilities. These are supernatural abilities, which are this, the, the abilities of the Spirit of the living God. Then once you receive that supernatural ability, the abilities of the Spirit of the living God, this is actually what happens. This is what the Bible talks about in the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse number 27. Uh, verse number 26. The mystery that have been kept hidden for ages and generations, but uh, is made known, is, no, is now disclosed to the Lord's people. You get it? The Bible says there is a certain information that have been hidden, because people were not born again, people were not did not receive the Holy Spirit, people were not baptized by Jesus, who baptizes people with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gives them the ability of the Spirit to even understand and know the mysteries. Then you see that the, this mystery was kept close and hidden. Because the Jesus have not come. When Jesus Christ have not come, when Jesus Christ have not come, the Holy Ghost could not be in anybody. Some few people in the Old Testament, the Holy Ghost power, the Spirit of God's power could be on them, not in them. Then in the New Testament, because when Jesus Christ has come, he came to be in you. And once he's in you, once he takes over you, he gives you divine abilities of the Spirit to be able to understand the things of God, to be able to fellowship with God. That's what the Bible says in the book of, um, can you go to the book of 1 Corinthians? The Bible says, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the Bible reads as follows. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Verse number 10 and verse number 11. The Bible says that these are the things that God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches even such as all things, even the deep things of God, the Bible says. The Bible says that these are the things that God has revealed to us. How did he reveal it to us? By his Spirit. That means when somebody does not have the Holy Spirit, doesn't have the Holy Spirit, no matter when God wants to reveal the mysteries, that person cannot apprehend the mystery because the revealer is the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Ghost, you don't understand the deep things of God, no matter how intelligent they are. 
no matter how wise they are. Because when we talk about revelation and understanding of the mystery, the mystery and revelation, they are being, they are being revealed by this wonderful and glorious ability of the Holy Ghost. Who makes us understand the spiritual things that no mind can conceive? No mind can understand. That's what the Bible says that in verse number 9 of Second First Corinthians chapter 2. However, as it is written, no eye have seen, no ear have heard what no human mind has conceived. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. The Bible says that there are things that God has prepared for those who love him. There are mysteries of the things that God has prepared for those who, who loved him. But these things can only be understood and apprehended when someone has got the divine ability, the ability of the Holy Spirit. That's why you know the Holy Ghost is so wonderful, he is so precious, he's so glorious. The Holy Spirit he gives us supernatural abilities. And the Bible says that in the book of First Corinthians, chapter two, verse number eleven. For no one knows the person's thoughts except their own spirit within them. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. You see, no one knows if it is not by the Holy Spirit who God can, re can reveal His thoughts, can reveal His plan, can reveal the mystery by mind. No, by ordinary research, no. This needs a spiritual research by divine ability, by divine ability of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says that the mystery that God has kept hidden for ages and generations. I want to tell you this. That means there are certain things that could not be revealed until Jesus Christ came. Until Jesus Christ came and began to baptize people and, and, and Jesus Christ began to reveal the children of God. Those who are filled of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that hey, otherwise there was a certain information that was going to be kept hidden in generations and generations. Not that there were no people who were so-called geniuses or intelligent. They were there, but they were. There are certain things that by mind you can't access. There are certain things that you can only access by the Spirit. I'm I want to tell you tonight, there are levels. The first level, you know, is not the intelligent of man. The intelligent of man is just another level where those who are called wise, they operate. But there's a greater level which is called the spiritual dimension. On this level, we don't talk about wisdom, we talk about revelation. The things that the Spirit reveals... And this, uh, this, when you talk about revelation, you apprehend revelation from the archive, heavenly archive, information that God has placed, not in this world. Revelation does not, revelation, through revelation, you are not accessing the information which has been revealed. By revelation, you access an information which is in heaven. 
which is in heaven. By wisdom and knowledge, you access the, uh, you research the information which is in books that others every have uh, access and get and write books. But by revelation, you go far, you go heaven, and you be the spirit of God, such as the mind of God, such as the the archive of God, such as the library of God. When it, such as the library of God, and they begin to give you information. And that is the information by what? By the Spirit of the living God. And it's called what? Revelation. Hallelujah. Say fire. Fire. I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I'm enjoying the word of God. I'm enjoying God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible says that, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. You know, I want to tell you that. I want to tell you that when you are born again, I want you to get it. You are the Lord's people. Once you are born again, you are a child of the living God. You are uh, the Lord's people. You belong. We have been talking about it. You belong to Jesus. That the Bible says that God even gives you now access to certain information. Certain information that... um, Nobody has ever have. And another kind of information that God has revealed to us, the church, is that, oh, you have become the child of God. Hallelujah. No professor will ever tell you that you are a child of God by wisdom of mind. No professor. That no, hey, on the knowledge that have been, uh, which is in books, uh, I'm not talking about which is, I'm talking about information which have not, it does not have a spiritual in uh, revelation through it. Nobody will ever tell you that you are a child of the living God. It's only through Christ. Uh, any person who will ever come to you and say that, okay, we are the God's children, Talking that you are God's children with revelation. That person is saying that because of the Holy Spirit. We have become the child of God through Jesus. But naturally, with this engineering, with medicine, I don't know what, physical science, mathematics, whatever it is by the wisdom of man. There is no one who ever come close to say that we are God's children. No, they can't derive that. Is not derivable. It is only through Jesus Christ. Anybody, even, even if you have got many books today, it's because it has been revealed through what? Through Christ Jesus. That today we know by revelation that we are, we have got this privilege that you are now called what? Hey, you are now called the Lord's people. The Lord's people. Whom you have, you now know 
and you now believe that we can have a close relationship with God. Wonderful. Glorious relationship and fellowship with what? With God. That's what we ought to have. That's what Jesus Christ have brought us. That we can have a deep relationship with God. I want to tell you this. You know, that you can be called the Lord's people. When you are called the Lord's people, you know, it's the same as we're saying that you are a Christian. You know, um, it was uh, when we were listening to the message in the morning, God gave me another, another village. We were listening about that word, powerful word of God in the morning. And God says that, you know, there is something which is called Jesus culture. When you are the Lord's people, there is Lord's culture. There is Jesus culture that you have, you have coming from the word. Then that means when you are born again, that's when you say that you are a child of the living God. You no longer say that um, it really doesn't really apply. I'm Zulu. It's just, you, you, can't, you can't even say I'm Zulu. I'm Venda. You are Venda because you can speak Venda. Not because of their culture anymore. You have been adapted into the kingdom of his dear son. You have become the son of God. Yours is no longer the tradition of the certain culture. Yours, you have got the traditions of Christ, which are given by the Spirit of God. That means any child of God who's a Christian who's to say, I'm Venda, I'm Sutu, I'm Toza, they are, they are limiting themselves. They are limiting themselves because they are comparing themselves with the mere tribes. With the mere yeah. tribes. I'm Vambo. I'm Ibu. Uh-uh, never. I'm a child of God. That's what you are. Hallelujah. Yeah. And you have received a Jesus culture. You, are, you know, I, I had a problem when some people are talking about Heritage Day. I'm heritage of this. Which culture? We are in Jesus' culture. You have received Jesus. You are in Christ. That is your... You are a a child of God. A heavenly being. In which once... The moment you begin to associate yourself with anything which is of this world, you begin to, to reduce the power thereof. It's the same thing that when you say that you are a child of God. Ultimately, you are born again. Ultimately, you are a Christian. Papa God is your father. It's your father. But the moment you begin to attach, oh, oh, so and so, it's my father. You are reducing the power of, and you are making yourself humane. It's the same thing. You are a child of God. Believe that. That's what you need. For God's blessing to begin to flow through your veins. For God's blessing to begin to manifest in your life. This is what you ought to know. And this is what you ought to believe. There is no disadvantage in Christ. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. You know, some of us, I told you before. Maybe I've told you these things before. Some of us, when we were growing up, we used to say, oh, just because you are born in this family of this other surname or whatever, it, then you, you inherit the, those. That's why sometimes some people are getting de- delivered. They say, ah, oh, 
uh, generational cases, this and that, is because that person has still uh, associated themselves and attached themselves unto flesh too much. That's why generational cases of the family is still applying. Become a Christian, there's no case. Because I mean, when you're a Christian and Christ have taken over fully, there is no generational curse. Because Papa God is your father. He's, he is not rich. We have told you before. If they can say so and so, Bill Gates, uh, Elon Musk, whatever they can, if they can call those rich, God is not rich. He's more and more, more rich, 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 rich. You can't even, even if they say rich, you can't say rich enough to describe how our father and my, our father is so rich. You can't, uh, to say he's rich, what? He's too, he's more, 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 uh, uh, you, you can speak more until you say, you get tired and say that he's rich because he's too much. That's your father. Believe it. it takes, that's how it works in your life. But the moment you begin to, to associate with, the, with that family that is suffering too much, and you believe that, oh, you begin to, to see how your father has been suffering. Even the demon which make your grand-grandfather to suffer, to suffer, suffer. Say, ah, yeah, you see now. Calls even other demons to go and torment your life. And you wonder why you're suffering financially. It's because you are so attached to the things of the flesh. Be attached to the things of the spirit. Detach yourself. I'm a Christian. I'm the child of God. I'm from above. Hallelujah. And when you are a true believer and you now believe too much, hey, some people of this world won't understand. They will think you are crazy. They think you are out of this. And yes, when the normal people still think that you are normal, there's a problem. You have not, this thing is not in you yet. When a normal person can still understand you, ah, you are not yet, you are not there yet. When you are a child of God, reach to the level where the normal people can't understand how you do things. How you live, how you act, how you talk, then yes, you, you we can now begin to tell you that you are coming from heaven, you are coming from out of this world. But if the people of this world can still understand your language, your actions, that means you have not yet believed the word of God and acted it out. But I'm trying to say to you, child of God, you are from above. You are a child of the living God. Hallelujah. You are not Tsonga. You are not Venda. <laughs> you are not Penny. You are not. I don't know whether you are. I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody. Sarah. I don't know whether Sarah can hear me. Helena. Elena, can you hear me? I don't know, you see. Then it doesn't matter the background of your family. It doesn't matter. Once you are in Christ, you are a Christian. Papa God is your father. You are a Christian. As a Christian, being a Christian is your culture. It's your culture. 
Then, in order to know your culture, we study the word. That is your culture. If you want to find out which one is your culture, your culture is in the word. Your culture is the Bible. It's not those colors which they are wearing when they say it's what, what. You don't know where those colors come from. You don't know the spirit which was behind those colors. Some colors you're going to call them and call them your culture. Even there's some spirits going to say, hey, you see they are inviting us there. And you wonder why you begin to associate with yourself with certain cultures, certain colors and things begin to be bad in your life. But when you say you are a child of God, I'm trying to tell you how this, all these things started. All these things started when Jesus Christ came. He came by the Holy Ghost. You, you associate yourself with, with him. The Spirit of God takes over you. Hey, when he takes over you, he begins to turn around everything for your good. Hallelujah. It is so wonderful to be the child of God. It's so wonderful to be born again. I want to just read this verse uh, for us as we are wrapping up. And, you know, as we are reading the word of God like this, the spirit of God is flowing in every sector of your life. Flowing. In the veins of your career, flowing in the veins of your money, flowing in the veins of your health, blessing, breaking the curses. Hey, you, you, we are talking yeah. about deliverance. This is the deliverance as that anointing is moving. Hey, and you are now beginning to say, Hey, I'm a child of God from within. I'm born again, Christ. I belong to you fully. That's when He's taking over fully. And I'm telling you, once Christ has taken you over you fully, nothing can stop you, nothing can hinder you. Hey, even the sky is not the limit. How can it be limit when you are from above and your father is there? I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. Oh, rakatalakaya. Oh. Okay, let us read verse number 27 of Colossians chapter 1. Chapter 1. To them God have chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches and of this mist. There are glorious riches. Glory. It's not just they are riches. They are glorious riches among the Gentiles of these mysteries, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus Christ in you, the Bible says, the hope of glory. As a child of God, Christ is in you. Can you say, Christ is in me? Christ is in me. I am one with Christ. I am one with Christ. I am in Christ. In the name of Jesus. You are, you are one with the Spirit of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, in certain culture, you know, they used to, I remember, I saw it when I grew up. In certain culture, you, find, you may find that, okay, witchcraft and that culture is one and the same thing. Sangomas and that culture is one and the same thing. You find that, you find that it's like that. 
You may find that in even in the villages, they play in the during the night, they play with witchcraft. Witchcraft is a norm. Ancestral worship and that culture is one thing. As ancestral worship is like that. They would, uh, I, I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Wow. The moment you say you are of that culture, you are claiming all you are in. Because ancestral worship is the, and the witchcraft and all these things. These are the things that are, are used to pull the spirits. To invite the spirit, you know. I remember on on some of these uh, dances, you know, there are certain dances that where you, there, there are enchantment, where people dance to invite this evil spirit to possess them. It's the same thing when people are being initiated as a sangoma. There are certain enchantment, certain dance that are done to invite the demons to possess people, so that they can be initiated to be a sangoma. A person cannot be initiated without the demon entering them. It's the same thing. You can't be initiated to be a pastor without or a servant of God without the Spirit of God entering you. First of all, the Spirit of God must enter you. Then you are qualified to serve God. In order to serve the devil, it's the same thing. A person must dance. Sometimes they will eat even the blood. They will do things that the Spirit likes so that the demon can enter them. And they can walk nicely with the evil spirit. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. But you, you are a child of God. You need to be filled and to be controlled of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God takes over. The more he takes over you, the more successful you become. The more more than a conqueror you become, the more you dominate when the Spirit of God takes over you. As a child of God, you long for that Spirit to take over you. you, you that's what we want, for that Spirit to completely take over you. And that's what happened when you say, I'm a child of God. I'm a Christian. I belong to Jesus. I'm Jesus. But certain things, when you begin to associate yourself with certain spirits, oh, those spirits, they use like you are inviting them. I'm trying to say to you, sometimes when they ask you, which tribe are you coming from? Say, you must say, I'm a Christian. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. You must say what? I'm a what? I am a Christian. I belong to Jesus. I don't know. I know you have never get this teaching before. It's put, yes, that's what is there to do. To transform you. That's what the Bible talks about when you talk about in the book of Romans chapter 12. Can we read it? Romans chapter 12 verse number 2, the Bible says that. Arkina kalakosa prahikata zagida vakalo prayadis. Romans chapter 12. Oh, Kalabraya. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse number 2, the Bible says that do not conform. Do not, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good and pleasing and perfect will. Do not Conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Renew your mind. 
allow the name, the, the knowledge of Christ, the revelation of Christ to change your thinking, to change your understanding, to change you from inside out, from being normal to be supernatural, and to the world being abnormal and being crazy. Christ, allow that knowledge of Christ to transform you. Some people they say, oh, I don't want this knowledge of Christ to trans- take over me. They will think I'm crazy. Yes, I want you to be crazy for Jesus Christ. We are here to set you alight with this knowledge that is coming from above. So you can begin to think like the child of God. You will walk and God will walk. You will walk and the angels will walk. You will walk and the Spirit of God, the anointing will be walking in the street. Don't you want that? You will touch things and the power of God will move. That's your inheritance. That is your heritage. That is the place where you ought to live. To be a conduit of God's power. To be a conduit of God's blessings. The Bible says that... Abraham, I will bless those who blesses you. You are blessed. I want to bless God. Said, I want to bless those who blesses you. And whoever curses you, I want to curse. Because Abraham has become a conduit of God's power. And that, uh, that's another thing that we're talking about. You are supposed to be a conduit of God's glory. We move and God's move. What Apostle Peter, when they followed Jesus, hey, the shadow was healing. The same thing must happen with you, child of God. Believe there's no anything ordinary about you. You are, you are from above. You are a child of the living God and Christ is taking over your finances. Christ is taking over our families. Christ is taking over our careers. Christ is taking over our bodies. Christ is taking over our everything and wonderful things about to begin because of Christ in you. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray, 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 those who can pray in the Holy Spirit, pray in the Holy Spirit. Allow the Spirit of God to move. Allow the Holy Spirit to move in every sector of your being. Anything connected to you, let it move to bless, to deliver, to shift things around for your good. Oh, Rabbi, ya talabahakada. Oh, my God. 
Anything which is not of God in my life, in my body, in my career, in my family. In my anything, catch fire now. Catch fire now. I command them. I command them. Come out. 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 Say, I command. I command. Everything to turn around for my good. Say, everything turn around for my good. So let there be miracle jobs. Miracle jobs. Miracle testimonies. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There may be someone who wants to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Wherever you are, say, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. 
Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Bless me today. Protect me from today. Protect me from today. With your power. Of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say all is well. All is well. In my life. In my career, in our countries, in our families, in my finances, say all is well. It is well. Well. In the name of Jesus Christ. So every job I need. Every money I need. Every breakthrough I need. Every help I need, I command them to come. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Do you have my do I have my crew attended there? Do I have it? My crew attended are you there? Anyway, it's just a reminder today we are in day number 19 of 21. I heard we have to confirm, but we are in day number 19 of 21. Tomorrow, day number 20. Very soon, we are done with 21 days. But anyway, let us continue to pray, to plant a seed. The Bible says that um, on day number 21, an angel appeared to Daniel. If you are praying and you are fasting, expect even something wonderful on these 21 days. Let us share the grace. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. 
Be with us all. Surely goodness and love shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So let there be peace. Let there be peace. In every sector of my life, peace. In my life. In our country's peace. In our families, let there be peace. Everywhere we go, let there be peace. In the name of Jesus Christ. I want to say to you, have a blessed and a wonderful night in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.